It's a special holiday edition of the Seco Sports Forum podcast, and uh, we've got our special football guru with us, Roger Brown from the Union Leader and also the New Hampshire Football Report.com. It's a big football, traditional football weekend here in New Hampshire, as well as probably all parts of the world, and, and in particular, good old US of A. Um, the only reason I include the world, you got the uh, the World Cup going on now for soccer. And uh, they, they call that football, but eh, we'll debate that another time, Raj. We've got a lot of football going on in the next few days over the holiday weekend. And uh, let's start off with, do we have traditional Turkey Day games going on on Thanksgiving Day here in the Granite State? Yeah, we have the, the Manchester Turkey Bowl, which is one of the oldest ones. Um, you know, that and the one in Nashville were the ones that I think had the most tradition, but they... Uh, the one in Nashville is no longer being played. So we have Memorial versus Central at Gill Stadium Thursday morning at 10. And then we have uh, Winnicott playing Lowell Mass. People probably read about what happened there in the media. Lowell lost its opponent because of a hazing incident. So mm-hmm. Winnicott stepped up at the last second to provide those kids a, a game to play on Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, kudos to Ryan Francor and his gang for, for doing so. They've been off for two weeks, but. Uh, they wanted to play a game, and they made it happen. Hey, I'd like to see the Winnicott Warriors play a game against a team called the Exeter Blue Hawks on Thanksgiving Day, but we've never been able to wrangle that one. <laughs> if that ever happened, Sherm, that would be huge. It know? would. It would. And, you know, I'd like to see, like, almost a tournament set up because you got Dover would like to get involved, I'm sure, Portsmouth, you know, uh, Exeter and Winnicott. It would be kind of a, a cool day of football, and you could rotate the teams off every year maybe do it. Well, you a, know, that's you mentioned that. Manchester, when they used to have all four teams involved, they had a little formula because some of the teams were in different divisions and they would give them points based on their regular season and the two best would play on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you could do here locally. I like it. I like you it. get St. Thomas involved. Yeah. Um, St. Thomas, yeah, that's another team. I, I don't see why we can't play them. I mean, you know, come on, they're a competitive team. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, Timberlane, same thing. I mean, well, proved... and you wouldn't be playing them when they're in a bad year either. You know, they'd have to they right. have to be up there and have a good season and earn their way. Yeah. Um, a lot of people want to play on Thanksgiving, so I don't know why they don't. There you go. Well, a big game coming up on Saturday for the NHIAA. That'll decide who the Division One champion is. The Londonderry Lancers, the top seed going into the tourney, and also the uh, kind of surprise number 10 seed, Bedford, uh, being dominant on defense the last few weeks. Now they turn around and they're going to be going up against those Lancers for all the marbles. So give us a rundown on that and your your input on what you saw getting to that point. Well, I mean, Bedford's been a kind of a wrecking crew since they beat Exeter, you know, uh, whatever that was, week five or so particularly on defense, I think they've shut out seven of their 12 opponents. So, you know, probably a fair statement to say they've got the best defense in the state. They're fast. And uh, they have a little bit of everything on offense. They can throw it. They can run it inside. You know, they have two good tight ends, and and they have a big play threat in Colby Snow, Mm. who is a receiver. Uh, does a lot of damage, you know, getting to the edge in their running in their run game, and um, he scored four touchdowns against Timberlane in the semis. So that's what uh, you know. That's what Londonderry's looking at, and then of course uh, the Lancers, uh, similar defense, fast on defense. You know, it's tough to go east west against them. Uh, 
small, aggressive, you know, speedy team. Um, and then offense, they've got a lot of pieces back that won the state championship last year. Same quarterback, uh, Drew Heenan, uh, Andrew Cullman, who caught, I think, two TD passes in that game against Winnicott last year. So, really, you got two two teams that are strong on both sides of the ball going head-to-head. And, um, you know, weather looks like it's going to be good. We, we're looking forward to a great game, really. And that, and that game is going to be – at William Ball Stadium in Exeter, that was declared the neutral site last weekend after the semis. And uh, so, like you said, a beautiful day, beautiful place to watch a, a game, a lot of parking. So enjoy the Londonderry and Bedford game. The other big game, obviously, that uh, was announced, thank goodness to uh, an overtime win for the UNH Wildcats up in Maine, going after the UMaine Black Bears for that musket. But it was actually for their chance to not only be on top of the CAA standings, a chance to play into the FCS uh, Bowl. So anyway, we're going to have a contest in Durham on Saturday featuring the UNH Wildcats against the Fordham Rams. Tell me about that. And I, I know you went to the press conference with Coach Santos, who was also named Coach of the Year in the CAA. Tell us about what happened there. Well, just, you know, your usual stuff, your press conference stuff, uh, talking about the upcoming opponent. and. You know, I mean, Fordham, for those who don't know, they have uh, – they're 3-0 against CAA teams this year. They play in the Patriot League. Um, they almost beat an FBS opponent, Ohio, out of the MAC. Uh, and they basically have one of the best offenses, not just this year, but in the history of the FCS, um, averaging more than 50 points a game, a terrific quarterback, three great receivers, thousand yard rusher, you name it, they have it. So, you know, that's the challenge for UNH, you know, coach Santos was saying, geez, we hope we can hold them to 35. You don't <laughs> hear that very often. You yeah, know, yeah. if we can hold them to 35, we, we have a chance to win. Obviously they've got to get the pass rush going and they've got to get the offense in gear to not only match points, but probably take time off the clock and limit the number of possessions that Fordham has. So, Big challenge for the for the Wildcats Saturday. Well, they were given a lot of hardware again. Uh, Coach Santos with the uh, CAA Coach of the Year, also Dylan Lobby picking up some hardware for all he's done for the team as as a running back. Uh, I mean, he's he's got some real stellar records uh, this year for the Wildcats, and uh, we hope that that keeps up for this game against the Rams coming Saturday at Wildcat Stadium. The weather's going to be great, so I, I hope we see a big turnout for that contest. You know, speaking of Bedford, we were talking about Bedford earlier. Their quarterback last year, who, Joe Michael, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, uh, he plays for Fordham. I mm-hmm. think he's the only New Hampshire resident on the roster. So we do have a connection there. And then uh, if UNH were to win, they would play Holy Cross. And we've got three or four, at least, New Hampshire players uh, suiting up for uh, Holy Cross, including uh, Jordan Fuller, who played at Winnicott. So some granted state ties here. And, you know, Fordham, by the you know, their coach, Joe Conlon, who was a coach at UNH when Ricky Santos was a player there. Um, you know, they have an offensive coordinator, Kevin Decker, who was Santos's backup quarterback. So there's all kinds of UNH slash New Hampshire ties uh, in this game. I mean, the, the game that they played in, in last week up in Maine, that was a, a toe-to-toe fist fight all the way down to the wire, and then it went into overtime. And, uh, 
again, we saw it at, at Exeter High School in their matchup against Timberlane that go for two at the end of the game to win it all. And, and that's what you main Black Bear coach decided to try. And it didn't work for the two point conversion. And that gave the uh, that was the difference that gave the Wildcats the win. You know, Coach Santos called it probably the greatest game in the history of the main uh, UNH rivalry. And, you know, he may be right, you know, considering what was at stake for UNH and uh, came down to the, literally the last play. Uh, but it's it's kind of what you expect in those rivalry games, you know, despite they say throughout the records, you think that's a cliche, but it really isn't because Maine – you know, not having a great season, but they certainly rose to the occasion for this one game. And um, kudos to UNH, too. You know, they've been on this uh, kind of like this playoff run, so to speak, playoff mode, I guess, because they they couldn't afford another loss to get in, oh, I don't know, say the last three, three weeks at least. So um, tough to go into enemy territory, got to beat your rival to extend your season. And uh, they got it done. So we'll see if they can extend their season by at least another week here Saturday. Yeah. It's, I think they've got the work cut out. And I think from what you're telling me, coach Santos knows it's no cakewalk. They're going to defense has got to play up to their standards. And, and obviously Rosemer and, and the offense has to, you know, score some points. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to have to play their best game of the year. You, you would say, you know, I mean, this, this is no, this offense is really, really good. I think the quarterback leads the FCS in passing yards by like 700, more than 700 yards. Wow. He's got three receivers that each have a thousand yards receiving, like I said, a thousand yard rusher. So they're coming at you from every direction. You know, do you blitz a quarterback like that or do you just sit back? You know, those are the questions uh, we'll have to figure out this week and, you know, um, wouldn't hurt if it's windy. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> you know UNH fans probably root for some wind, slow down the passing game, but maybe they can force some turnovers. You know, but they're a quality team. I'm not saying they're out of it. It's just a big challenge dealing with this offense that's coming to town. Well, this weekend you're going to be uh, at the uh, Londonderry Bedford game and uh, prediction on that one? Low scoring, tight game. You know, um, I probably would go with Londonderry only because. As I wrote last week in the Union Leader, they seem to get a touchdown or a big play from special teams every single week. You know, they got a kickoff return against Merrimack for a TD in the quarterfinals. They blocked a punt for a TD against Pinkerton. They had a kickoff return for a TD against Pinkerton during the regular season, et cetera, et cetera. So that might be the one edge um, I would give to Londonderry. The, the one edge I would give to Bedford, I mean, they clearly they have great defense, but the Londonderry offense has not been great lately. Um, really only 14 points against Merrimack generated by the offense. Same thing with Pinkerton. And uh, a lot of those points really came from, you know, set up by the defense interception. So I would say Londonderry is going to have to find another gear on offense or, or get back to what they did earlier in the year. You know, that's the key for them. And, I, you know, Bedford just just play sound special teams. I was looking at it. We haven't had a, a, a really a close game. I think we've had one game that's been less than 10 points, one Division One championship game in the last 11 years, and that was the Exeter-Bedford game that was 7 nothing. But surprisingly, they're all 10 points or more. And, um, you know, I just don't see that happening in this one unless it's tight and somebody scores like a garbage touchdown late. It should be – it should be anybody's game going into the fourth quarter. 
Now, if that defense from Bedford plays like they did in the last couple of weeks and in, in that game against Timberland, wow, they were swarming that, that quarterback, Capetta. Uh, they weren't giving him a chance to breathe, and he was trying his best to get something going, and it just didn't happen. So it'll be interesting if they if they continue their domination. A lot they of could. team speed on both sides. Yeah, a lot of both defenses very, very fast. You know, well, you'll you'll be seeing a great game, and and I'm looking forward to seeing a great game at UNH. Uh, Sam Bruno will be with you, and I'll uh, I'll be over at UNH uh, as the PA announcer for the Wildcats, and uh, hopefully uh, we keep the mojo going. So if they win, they go on to play Holy Cross, like you said, and then uh, onwards. And where, where are they playing? Frisco, Texas, again, the, the championship. Yeah, I think it's I think it's in Frisco every year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Frisco, that's, that's what we're hoping that the Wildcats eventually wind up in Frisco, Texas, two minute drill. Do you have some for that? Back on the Thanksgiving kick, you know, uh, I hear coaches say they want to play all the time on Thanksgiving. Uh, I just don't see why I wish more teams would do it. You know, the two things that I like about it are no matter what kind of season you have, you have a game at the end of the year you can look forward to that's meaningful, right? So if you're one yeah. and seven or one and eight, you don't have to throw in the towel or, mm-hmm. you know, your season doesn't end with a 48 to six meaningless game. You know, you've got one to look forward to that can make your season, you know, you beat your rival and people forget it's, it really is a community event. I mean, there's a football game, but all that just kind of is what gets the people out to, see each other, you know, old friends and kids home from college and whatnot. And, right. you know, Hey, something to be said for that as well. That, that's what Thanksgiving is all about, you know, getting family and friends together and there's sure. no presents yes. having to be given out, just some good food and, and camaraderie and have, like you say, a chance to go see a good football game. It'd be fun. Things you can, I mean, you can do fundraisers, you know, you can uh, use the not charge money or charge money and put it towards the booster right. club or whatever. I right. mean, it's, you know, and, and there's so many, so many teams in New England do it. And um, it's kind of come and go here, you know, and sometimes we've had four or five games, but, you know, it just, uh, I'm not saying everybody has to do it, but I wish the teams that really want to play, and it seems like there's a lot of them, would make more of an effort to, to schedule these games. And go, going back to when it kind of kudos for them to, yeah, I not agree. just to play an extra game, but they're really helping out this whole team. Um, yeah by stepping up and filling in. You brought up a good point. It can be for a charity, you know, or bragging rights is obvious, but, but a charity tie in, you know, That'd charity be cool. or just to help your own program. I mean, yeah, yeah, just imagine yeah. how much money you'd raise just charging five bucks on Thanksgiving. You know, you get five, 6,000 people probably. Right. Yeah. And I like the way you were proposing too. If you, if you want to, you know, make it more random every year. You could have a random setup with the top teams type, you know, uh, the ones that agree to want to be in it. Let's put it that way. And there's all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of things you can do. You know, I mean, I think, I think the best way to do it is you and your, your opponent play every year, you know, one, Mm -hmm. one time here, one time there, and you go at it and you, that's how you create these traditions and these rivalries, you know, Um, let's work on that. (laughs) I've been working on it, Sherm. It's just trying to get the, the people in charge to, you know, to go that extra. Against, some people are against it for whatever reason. My two-minute drill, just, you know, I, I know a lot of people travel for the holiday and, of course, then get tied up in the Black Friday, got to shop, got to get all the Christmas gifts and all that jazz. And I think uh, the one thing about Thanksgiving for me is it, it should be more of a, 
kick back, lay back, have fun with your family and friends, like we said a few minutes ago, and, and have some good food, maybe catch a football game, whatever it is, so even if it's a TV game, I don't care. Just to enjoy it because for the next uh, 30 days or so, things get kind of crazy. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I, you know, I just back to, you know, when I grew up in Nashua, the Nashua Bishop Girton game, you know, at an early age, that's what you did on Thanksgiving. You know, when you were in grade school, you, you got somebody to give you a ride or you got your friends together and you rode your bike to Holman Stadium. And that's how you started your day. It was at that game, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, old timers and young people alike. And it was just a huge, huge crowd. Having been part of that, I just know what it's like. People are really missing out. I I agree with you. And another thing I'll I'll wrap up with this. I just wanted to mention again, we're trying to get the 25th anniversary team of that uh, 97 championship, the Blue Hawks over the Bishop Curtin Cardinals. And uh, if anybody's listening out there, I know Jamie Soller and, uh, Coach Rich Kane, we're trying to get it together. We're trying to get the guys together and uh, do something special up the old Eustace Field as soon as possible so we can do that for our holiday show. Because, again, when things get crazy and people are going in 15 different directions, I know for 28 years I was with the Postal Service, and between Thanksgiving and Christmas, things get a little stressful. (laughs) Well, Roger, have a healthy and safe uh, Thanksgiving day with the family and uh, enjoy the football this weekend at William Ball Stadium. And uh, I'll uh, I'll check in with you probably next week. We'll compare notes with the, your game. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about the UNH Wildcats heading on to take on Holy Cross. And before we leave, I just want to remind you, if you're enjoying the program, please pass the word. Let them know the Seco Sports Forum podcast is out there on all the major platforms. And also the televised version is available on YouTube. Uh, there you want to make sure you subscribe and like us. We really appreciate it. And that does it for our special holiday edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. On behalf of Roger Brown from the Union Leader and NewHampshireFootballReport.com, I'm Sherm Chester, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. <laughs>